Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes, I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Recording. Are we finally doing a squirting episode? Finally. Welcome back, Clitorati. So we found the sexpert who's going to school us and you on the number one topic you always ask about, squirting. We have brought back the clit. She is a creator, leader, innovator, and teaches us the unspeakable. If you missed her pegging episode, you should circle back after this. Please welcome back the squirting queen, Lola Jean. Oh my gosh, that rhymes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lola Jean, the squirting queen. Boom. Oh my God. How is that not your tagline? Lola Jean, the squirting queen. It is my tagline. I got merch for it too. I'm sorry. I meant, why don't you have a theme song? Do you want a theme song? song? Sure. Here we go. Lindsay, do one. Because I'm Lola Jean, the squirting queen. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. She's professionals <laughs> okay. she did our theme song yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way literally first try she just pair, did like you know just said some Gosh. stuff and we we're like okay that's our theme song <laughs> she totally improvised <laughs> that's okay there's some comments in our reviews that are like man your theme song is cringy and i'm like fuck you then don't listen to the show i think it's i don't know i'm just kidding Okay, but we're here to talk about squirting today, which is our number one question. People are, they don't know what it is. They don't know how to do it. They're not sure if they can do it. And we're here to answer all of those questions that I'm sure you're tired (laughs) of answering. I'm just going to disappoint everyone. (laughs) First, I want to start with, I think our listeners need to know, you hold the world record. Yes. For squirting. I do. I broke science. I want to, I want to hear how you broke science. Cause I think that's just fascinating as fuck. <laughs> Wait, what, what constitutes like the, what is the criteria? Are they doing it based off time or volume? Both. So the, as the story goes, Guinness had a record for distance, but not volume. So I applied to set this record and they're like, mm, we're a family organization. We're not going to do that. So I did it to Guinness standards. Um, Basically, if I have enough witnesses and I document it, then it's mine. But I also broke science. So it's definitely a record. Um, So it's the most amount of squirt within a one minute period using only the assistance of one's person. So meaning my hand. So that's no toys, no partners, none of that. Okay, what did you do to prepare for this? I have to know. Like, how did you yeah. do this? We need a detail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't like, I, I've always just been a really high volume squirter uh, and I can do it on command. And I just have a really good relationship with my vulva and control over that. So honestly, like, and I do performances of this at like venues as well too. So I just have to get really aroused. And then honestly, like, I don't even think I have to be as hydrated as I probably get for this. It's more of a mental thing because I'm peeing for the next like three hours after this thing is done. Right. But it's more so like it's making sure I'm not dehydrated. That's the main thing. Um, 
Because so, then it can be more difficult. Okay. So what sometimes when I'm having sex, I'll be if I like can't end up not I'm end up not squirting or not orgasming, I realize fuck, I'm really dehydrated. And then I'll drink some water and that quench of thirst, like it's either if it's if it's not squirting, it's an orgasm. It's like instant getting back to turn on. But I'd like I had not thought of actually drinking water intentionally before. Yeah. And I mean, it's not to say, like, I've I've been dehydrated and squirted buckets. It just took a lot longer as well, too. So it's, I mean, there's so much water in our bodies um, where it's coming from. But it it, it could also be a very much a mental thing as well, too. I think a lot of with the hydration things, it's more mental as well. Mm. Well, it's mental and it's also like, so I know I'm sure one of the questions you are sick of hearing is, was it, is it pee or is it squirting? And I'm just going to, I'm just going to like share a story. I absolutely, first of all, I absolutely know it's not pee. And I was squirt shamed in high school by a guy who thought it was pee. So I just like want to tell that story real quick. Kevin, if you're listening to this, you know why I've unfriended you on Facebook. I'm 16. This guy fingers me. I squirt for the first time in my life. And it's a it's a puddle. Like I'm, I'm a squirter. Like I'm a really, I'm a, I think there are people that are more naturally squirters than others. Um, and it happened. And I, and I remember I was sitting at TGI Fridays. I'm 16 years old and I saw him, he like ghosted me. And then I saw him and his friends and they're all pointing at me and laughing. And I knew that they were squirt shaming me. Fuckers. And And so this, yeah, exactly. And so, and then what's really funny is like when I became more successful later in life, I was like a singer and everything. He tried to like friend me and reach out to me. And I'm like, fuck you. Do you not remember what you, like what you did? And, you know, if I was more involved, maybe I would have had a more, you know, transformed conversation, but I was 16. But I just, (laughs) like, I want to really like, we get that question a lot. Like, is it P? And I really want to take, that out of the equation, like, and you break it down in your videos so beautifully. No, it's not P. Like, and you talk about, like, like, can you just talk a little bit about how, like, it's not P, you guys? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I get, I get, so, the thing is, because, like, no matter how many times I answer this question, not only will people still ask it, but, like, I'll be posting about my trip to the grocery store and people will be like, it's P. I'm like, I wasn't talking about that. Um, I don't know why people are so worked up about it. They have to like fight me all the time. And I'm always like, I don't care. But here's the deal. It's not pee, it's squirt. And so we call it squirt. Otherwise we would call it sexy pee or something like that. (laughs) Which could also be an episode, but we're not doing that episode. My squirt is sexy pee. (laughs) It's a sexy pee. Sorry. Oh my God, we're gonna. I don't know if is gonna deal with that. Okay, we, we, we don't want to see her, her response. Okay, sexy Pete, we love it. Yeah, but I mean, even with that, like people are usually citing these studies that aren't studies that were only done by like there's a sample size of ten people, and like they concluded it was P, and like there wasn't the right evidence for that. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's like, why do you care? You know, is, is it about more of a health thing? Because you can drink pee and like, as long as not like massive, massive quantities, but also, hey, you don't have to drink the squirt. Um, and at the same time, like even after Lindsay, you telling that story, you're going to get people to be like, oh my God, that person's squirting. I love squirt. I'd love for you to squirt on me. And that's the thing is squirt is yeah. so 
fetishized and shamed at the same time. And someone telling me that how much they love sport doesn't make me feel better. I don't give a shit. I want the person that I'm with to, they don't need to love it. They need to be okay with it because it's a thing my body does sometimes. It's just something that happens to me a lot. Like I don't have to try. It just happens. Mm -hmm. So I had to like warn lovers about it. Yeah, you do. But one of the things that I also love is like, just to point to like how tremendous your commitment is to this conversation. I love in your videos, like you guys, Lola literally squirted into a cup and peed in a cup and allowed people to like analyze the difference. And I've never seen someone do that. And I, but I can't tell you how tremendously healing that was for me. Oh, it just, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Like someone is out there like educating people about this. And Mm -hmm. the shame that I felt at 16 year olds is validated. I have a little bit of a different, like I I get it. You're saying it's not pee. I do empty my bladder before, like if I'm thinking about it, I'll empty my bladder, particularly before I masturbate. And I only squirt with my toys. So, um, but I squirted, I don't know. I feel like it. part of it is pee, but you're saying it's not because I don't squirt as much if I empty my bladder before. So there are, there are certain elements that are in pee that are present in squirt, but that doesn't mean it's the same thing. So there's, there's some urea and cretinine, but there's, there's other things within there as well. Some people like to say it's really diluted pee. I don't think that's right either. I think it's, different, but they're both, I mean, so squirts coming from the skin's glands and the urethra and why a lot of people will be like, well, I felt like I was going to pee and then I went to the bathroom and I did pee a lot. So the skin's glands will drain into the urethra. So if it's not coming out in your squirt, it's coming out in your pee in that way. But like they are, they are different. There are similarities, but they are different liquids. Well, and you talked about something really interesting, which is that for some women, you may not be able to squirt when you are being penetrated. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a lot, a lot more difficult. Which makes me see that difference in, right? Because then that points to, well, it's coming from internal and pee comes from the urethra, which is external, right? Or the part where pee comes out is more external. Yeah, more in the vulva. Well, and then you say, why do yeah. you care? And like, I don't know, I've really felt, I really have cared because I like talk about how I emptied my bladder before I <laughs> squirt. And I think it's because I don't want my partner to think that I, I peed everywhere. Yeah. It's not sexy. I mean, right? I, I also like pee on people for parts of my job or for fun because they want it. Um, And I'm really fucking good at it too. Are you guys taking, are you guys taking applications right now? Uh, I mean, if you want to like for my wrestling slave, whoever wants to come pee on him probably can. Um, But for personal people, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not, I'm genuinely interested. So I actually, I really don't like when partners like, are like asking me not to squirt. I kind of make me want to like squirt all over their fucking face and drown them in it. It's like, could you not get an erection? Could you not come this way? It's involuntary, I feel like. Could you not feel pleasure, please? Well, I can intentionally squirt harder. I can. Well, it starts as involuntary, Katie, as you said, but then as my experience, I'm a natural gusher, but through you know, psychological shame, I've shut that part of me off, to be totally honest. 
And it's something like, this is honestly like the toughest one that I don't have a lot of answers to, but I get messages from a lot of people and honestly, myself included, who are like, I want to fucking stop. This shit is annoying. How do I turn it off? And I think like there, if you are patient with it, like I tell people like, try exploring with things that kind of distract. So maybe like vibration that's really intense is almost too much for you. So you feel pleasure, but then your body's like, it won't squirt kind of like if, if some, or if you're doing something anally, maybe that might change it. Those are two things that are a lot of stimulation in areas that aren't necessarily like on the G area itself. Um, but there isn't Mm -hmm. like, I don't have a catch all for like, here's how you stop. Cause it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I say a lot now, like, it's funny because like I sell, like I am the face of squirting and I'm like, it's overrated. You can right. do it. I'll show you how, but like, you're not going to like well, it. It's, I love it's that. overrated because I think a lot of people equate like when you're squirting, you must be having like the most intense orgasm of your life, but squirting and orgasm are not necessarily the same thing. Yeah. It's honestly like the headache that I've had to deal with, with both vetting partners, finding someone who doesn't fetishize or shame, finding someone who's okay with when I don't squirt, which isn't as often, but also happens. And people still shame you for that. They're like, well, what's wrong? Did I not do this? With it completely like changing your perception of pleasure and orgasm in general Mm. too. Like it's, it's really a huge, huge headache. Um, And honestly, like the majority of time, like I swear it's not an orgasm, but if I'm orgasming, I'm probably squirting. Well, but I also do think that there is something, there is a release that even though it's not necessarily an orgasm, when I squirt, there is like a stress release. Like when when those glands are like released out and drained, it's, you know, I would, I'm, I'm, I, for the people who are asking you, how do I stop this from happening? I'm just going to gently lovingly say, don't. Like, it's okay. Like, one of, the, one of the parts of your videos that I loved is like, okay, you're a little uncomfortable with it. Let's talk about how to make it mess-free. Because I think that's probably yeah. one of the biggest concerns for people of like, who are wanting to stop the squirting from happening is, is like, they're afraid that it's messy. Okay, there's solutions to that, right? Yeah. Like, there's, you know, one of the things you're talking about in your video, there's a doggy pad, which I've actually done before. <laughs> like, like yeah. I used to, I used to shove a doggy pad in my hoe on the go bag and bring it out with me on dates because I'm a gusher. And, <laughs> and like, it, it's very effective and guys are like, whatever, like guys are ready to like go or okay. I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm heterosexual sometimes and sometimes I'm not talking about a heterosexual experience. Um, the guys that I've been with are like, whatever, girls are way more understanding than girls. Are, girls don't really give a fuck, honestly. Because with, with, with cis men, it's all about their ego. Like somehow squirting became more about them than the person that's doing it. And it's about their prowess. But mm. yeah. And I, like, so to go back to your point though, with like the mess and things like that, like, yeah, like honestly, like with like the Rezo blankets or like puppy pads, those things can help mentally. But also I've been there when like, one, I just, maybe I just want to masturbate. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking, I don't want to do that. Or like, I'm, I just get so tired of like, getting the puppy pad out and I'm like oh I just don't want to I just yeah. don't want to it's just, it gets really annoying but like yeah. mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is like make getting the pad or the blanket out a fucking romantic experience that is the best thing that you can do for your partner and also like fuck towels really fuck towels 
Lindsay Sugar and myself have experienced true transformation in our lives by doing Clit Talk podcast. And we've been thinking a lot about how can we take our 150 plus episodes and take the best things and put it into a digital course to deliver to you so you can get your results fast. We are so excited and we feel like we have created something that is going to provide value to you. We are launching a sample of our sex and empowerment digital course at the end of May. What we're promising is that at the end of five days, you'll have a a whole new skill set to make more time for yourself, your pleasure. You're going to learn how to identify and communicate your desires effectively. Let me tell you, it would be awesome. The free five-day digital course will take place from May 24th to May 28th, and Clit Talk will be hosting foundation calls each day on Zoom. These calls will typically be about 30 minutes in length, so head on over to our Instagram and click the link in our bio for reals. Do this for yourself. It will only enhance your fabulous life. If you want more of these types of conversations and to hang with the clits casually, join our Clit Talk Confidential on Patreon, $11.11 a month. We would love to see you there. I, I've ruined my towels. I got waterproof sheets off of, uh, for 90 bucks off of Amazon. And then Caitlin B, who's been on the show before, we've had her on a couple of times. Um, she gave me a an official sex mat. I guess they gave her free product and she knows I'm a squirter. And so I ran, like I made plans to see her during COVID. And the first thing she gave me was this sex mat. Love the sex mat because it just like folds up versus like a sheet that goes over the bed. It's like when you fold it, it's like all clumpy and shit. You guys, I literally it on the toilets just so that there's nothing else for me to do once I'm done. That's so efficient, of course. In my in my dream home, I'm gonna have like an outdoor area that's like I can cover or not that I can just power wash when I'm done. Nice goals, goals, fucking goals. I totally like agree with you, Lindsay. Though around the release of squirting, and I kind of found Mm. that when I started squirting, which was two years ago now, um, if I don't squirt at least once a week, I can fucking tell. I have (laughs) angst, all this energy, and so when I do have sex. Like with my husband, I want to squirt every time. So we have sex maybe like twice a week. I want to squirt both times. Lola, how do you feel about like tools? Like we've been introduced to a lot of sort of like crystal dildos that like call like, you know, squirting aids, like from masturbation. Like I get what it's like with a partner, but there is a part of me I've never been able to squirt during masturbation. That's something that I would really love to do, are there any like specific tools or toys that you or tips that that are good in that realm? Honestly, like I I am more of a proponent of teaching squirting via masturbation than squirting with a partner um, because you you have more control over you. It can generally also be a vulnerable thing. Why not do it with yourself? Because if you do anything embarrassing, you don't have to tell anyone else about it. Um, and just being able to learn your own body. And also just because it's a feminist fuck you, you don't need anyone else to squirt. Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's like all I want for Christmas is a feminist fuck you. It's like squirting <laughs> all over my bed. Can anybody do it? I, so firstly, it's a thing we can never prove because all you need is one person to be like, I can't. But it's the thing that it's, it's a, it's a learned skill or some people find that they're able to do it like way later in their life. So that's a tricky thing to say, but I think anyone with a vulva is capable of doing it. If they have a coordinated and strong pelvic floor, 
um, and relationship with their vulva. Mm-hmm. So we find like a lot of people who give birth or have like a kid walk out of them find they're able to do it afterwards because they're forced to have a relationship with their vulva. They are forced to understand their pelvic floor and they now have that understanding. Um, so that's very common to see as well. We're talking about something that some people might see as taboo is squirting, but when you bring up pelvic floor, it actually brings it back to the sexual health conversation. Yeah. And well, and we talked about squatty potties. Like um, I have Rachel Gelman, who's a pelvic floor therapist who I've learned so much from, but I've also been able to corroborate a lot of things. So I'm like, here's what I think, but you do, that's like her literal job. Um, But like, she, like, she's just on a mission to get people to poop better. Uh, And the squatting body just like sings the praises, but like the pelvic floor is just so goddamn important. And for whatever reason, whoever is like the PR person for the Kegel, like they took their shit off. Like that's not if, if all you have is like, all you can do is kale and contract, like you also might have a dysfunctional pelvic floor. So we don't have a good understanding of it. Well, that's, I love, I love that you talk about that in your videos. You're like, you're not a proponent of like kegel weights, weights, weights. I can talk English. Weets. You're not a proponent of kegel weights or, uh, you know, these things. And um, we just had Kim Vopney. We just did a, a pelvic floor health episode with Kim Vopney. And she's very much in alignment with what you were saying. And pelvic floor health, I think, is a huge part of this. The, all, the Also, the the thing that I love about the way that you approach this conversation is one of the biggest questions we get asked is like, what are your tips so that I can squirt? And you're like, that's not how it works. Like the tips are actually how to engorge your vulva. You know, if you want access to squirting, it's really how do you engage your vulva? And I mean, tips for anything, anytime I ever give tips, I always, it's always like, you might like one, you might like 10, you might like none of them. It's a starting point. Everyone's body is different. And I like, we have to stop using the word normal because then if I'm like, here are ways you can engage your G spot. Some people don't want their fucking G spot touched because it hurts and it's way too sensitive. Um, so I don't want to give like blanket tips. I do give certain techniques um, and tactics, especially for masturbation with your hand or different to- toys are designed for the lazy. So like, they're all pretty easy to figure out. Um, I mean, you're a fan of the sucking, the sucker. We're a fan of the sucker too. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. The air pulsation one. I mean, those ones I've had really crazy squirting experiences with. I remember one time I was, I was like with those, I did the same thing. I went to the bathtub. I'm like, fuck this shit. Um, so I went into the bathtub <laughs> And I watched as like a perfect fountain arc went to the other end of the tub and then slowly went down like I was a fucking Italian fountain. I was like, whoa, Bobby, <laughs> we have never done that before. Wow. It was crazy. I've hand? done like the, like, that was with the, the clit suction toy. Oh. And the beautiful thing about the clit suction toy is a lot of people squirt with that. And guess what? Nothing's penetrating you. And I love that it teaches people that. That's wow. the only time I squirt is when I masturbate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my my point is is what I was saying in the fact that you don't give tips on squirting and you talk about engorging the vulva. I think that's something that a lot of women step over is the importance of turn on mm-hmm. and taking the time and the way that you talk about the science that backs 
the benefits of actually indulging, you know, your vulva and taking the time to do that. And with the difference that can make in your sex life, you lay it out so beautifully in your videos. And it made a huge difference for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm even in my own masturbation practice. Like I, I hate to admit this, like, you know, 100 and whatever episodes in this podcast, like sometimes I just like look at porn, not free porn. I pay for my porn now. I pay for Erica Lust. And, um, and I watched a little porn and I used my little couture sucker. And something that I've always wanted to try was taking the time to make, I've never squirted on my own. Mm. And I think that it's after watching your videos and the way that you have educated me, I really have, and having the experience that I've had as a gusher throughout my whole life and having that shame, I think it's really important for me to learn how to gush on my own again. And I didn't realize like, how much emotional trauma was there for me around mm-hmm. that. And I just wanted to thank you. Oh, and then honestly too, it's like, you know, you know, you can do it. Your body does it. I've had so many people, they're like, only this one guy can do it. And it's like, you did it. It was your body. Doesn't matter. Girls. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I only squirt when I masturbate, when I do it for longer than like 20 to 30 minutes. And oh, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get a quickie in between conference calls. Like, I mean, some women may be able to squirt within a minute to five minutes, but I, I mean, I can't squirt within That's five minutes. That's what happens to me. I'm within a minute to five minutes. I'm definitely a lazy masturbator because I, I really just use toys. So I am curious, like... Um, I'm a lazy I, masturbator, but I really want to like shift that conversation for me in this upcoming year. Like I really do. I don't think, I think it's anything important. wrong with it. I think it's nice to have, you know, an array of experiences and... That's what it is. It's like, it's, you don't want to fall into a routine. I mean, we do sometimes, but we want to make sure that we're changing the variety. I do pride myself. I have a like free online vocally guided masturbation for people with vulvas. Honestly, you can probably use it if you have a penis too. Genitals are similar enough, but I pride myself on the ability to have people find new pleasure with their hands. People that are like toy dependent um, just like different. I've had people like, Oh my God, I've never orgasmed with my hand before. And it's not to say that like you need to be with the human body, but I think, you know, toys, they do things that vulvas love. They are, they're robots and they're really good at repetition. And, uh, if it, like, just like, what's the word, like a rhythm. Right. And that's yeah. vulvas love that same thing with so much consistency. Well, and so do clits. Like we did a whole episode. There's like five different types of clits. I have a small hooded clit, which is the most difficult to like pen- like get to. So mm-hmm. toys are the like really almost the only way I can come. Hmm. So I, I just am personally interested in like breaking out of that. But so what are your tips for masturbating with your with your hands? Uh, so I mean, there's there's a lot of them, but one of the favorite ones is it a whole course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one's just like, it's a vocally guided masturbation. So you can just put my voice on and then like go on your bed, go to town. Um, you don't have to watch any of a lovely voice. Thank you. One of the ones that like blows people away is the chopsticking the clitoris. So basically you take like an inverted peace sign and you're coming down on like the top of your mons just over like your hood. And then your two fingers will go down onto the inner labia. And they and it chopsticks the clitoris in there as it's doing so. Mm-hmm. And it gets around like the size of the clitoris, but also by pushing on 
the inner labia, you're accessing the legs of the clitoris a bit more. And by doing that, I think a lot of people don't realize how much it feels good to just like press on your inner labia, on your mons, um, especially in that area, like on top of the hood, more in the mons, in that fleshy area. Mm-hmm. People that have really sensitive clits, um, they are often like, I don't like any of this stuff. It's, it, yeah, it's too sensitive, but you can use all these other fleshy parts of your vulva as shields Mm. and then you can apply like I love pressure but I have a really sensitive clit so I like using different barriers so I can get the pressure I want without that sensitivity Mm. interesting that's a good one that's awesome also lube up up for that one too yeah lube Lube up up. basically the moral of the story is lube up (laughs) that's awesome well um Lola Again, we just really appreciate you coming here and talk. Like this is the episode everyone's been waiting for. Mm-hmm. And just in case anyone is wondering, you have this incredible five-part video series that goes into depth. You talk about the anatomy, you talk about tips, you talk about everything that anyone could ever want to know about squirting. And you've laid it out in a way that is so digestible and so incredible um, that we just, we really wanted to do this episode with you and and to send people your way because it is such an amazing video series um, mm-hmm. that I think can really make a difference for anyone who's interested in this subject. Um, mm-hmm. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to get an access to your video series? <laughs> you, I mean, every everything is hubbed at my website, lolajean.com. You can sign up for my email list there, which goes out like, I don't know, once, maybe twice a month now in COVID times because there's just more shit happening. Um, and then the Quick and Dirty series is on there as well, as with a bunch of other things that I'm doing. And then my social media is lolajean.com with the D-O-T spelled out. Yeah, nice. and you really, and she is the world record holder. So I think we should fucking listen to what she has to say, you guys. She obviously knows what she's talking about. It's just, and thank you for taking time to just have a a conversation with us all about squirting. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry, but I love my life. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) Pretty good. All right. (laughs) All right. So with that clitorati, we are going to see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Squirt into the next week. May the force be with you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.